Welcome to OK Pause Podcast. If you're looking for a podcast where your host will keep it raw, unfiltered, and honest about some of your favorite relationship reality TV shows, then you've come to the right place. Now here's your host, Moni. Let's get started. Hey guys, I am so glad to be, first of all, welcome back to OK Pause Podcast, and I am so glad to be finally recording episodes six through eight of Love is Blind season four. I meant to do this yesterday, but I've been trying to work on my new audio system and interface system, and I just couldn't figure it out. I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm done with it. Let me go ahead and just record my show the way I have been, and I'll figure it out next weekend. So anyway, welcome back. Sorry for the delay, but uh, let's go ahead and get this party started because we had some good stuff on these last three drops. Okay, so we're about to go ahead and start with, and actually, too, I normally prefer to do it couple by couple, but when I took the notes on Friday, I normally take my notes as it airs and then revise it and divide them up by couples, but because I didn't get a chance to, I've literally been trying to work on this new system that I just couldn't, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, recap the way we saw it on TV. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, so the show opens up with the couples packing. Everybody's still in Mexico, and they're packing up their bags, their luggages. They're saying goodbye to their wonderful and beautiful resort. And some of them are finding it hard to let go, but they're also kind of excited about what's, you know, um, in store for them in the future, right? And other people, Jacqueline, and I think maybe one or two others are a little bit nervous about the future. So because they still have a lot of things going on back at home that they haven't yet settled. So they're just a little bit nervous. But anyway, that's kind of how some people are feeling. But here we are. We're 21 days to the wedding date. All right. So they arrive to their new homes. Okay. And pause for a second. I was caught off guard, okay? Uh, Nick and Vanessa Lachey, y'all got me. Because I was expecting, and big ups to Love is Blind because this is the first time, if I'm that wrong, Married at First Sight included, um, normally they go as couples, you know, for four to eight weeks, whatever it is, into their apartments, I believe, or condos or whatever it is. This is the first time I'm seeing them go into homes. So when I first saw the house or townhouse, whatever it is, I was a little bit thrown off. I was, okay, wait a minute. Wait, what is that? You know, that I thought it was some kind of like duplex or something. But these are individually stacked townhomes. So I just thought they were beautiful. You know, kind of just, I guess, get, getting them ready in the mind frame of home ownership, right? Hey, you guys can get married and forget the apartment you guys can do this together you know just something to kind of look forward to but anyway all right so they move into their new town homes we've already talked about that so we're going to go ahead and start off with zach and bliss so zach and bliss because remember they left us off on episode five where you know she came to the table and she met him she greeted him and um they were like hey you know what's going on so she you know, just kind of took it all in. He wanted to first apologize. Um, he said that he made a huge mistake 
And um, she said, you're right. <laughs> He's like, my bad. <laughs> uh, but she said, I tried to tell you, <laughs> but you wouldn't listen. Uh, you're hard-headed. <laughs> but anyway, we don't have to, you know, go into that too deep. It's not that serious. But the point was that they made it through that hump, right? And so uh, they both acknowledge after a bit <laughs> that they do have attraction for one another. Now, she was trying to play coy and kind of hard and trying to, you know, like I'm hard, you know, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm not going to let you let me get all mushy. <laughs> and so she was trying to be tough because she wanted to express to Zach that you hurt my feelings, number one. Number, well, probably, sorry, number one is you picked me you well you didn't pick me number one and then number two you hurt my feelings right and then number three you got the nerves to come back and try to hook up with a sister so she's got all of that going on but also like I'm going to keep it classy so I'm not going to go off on you but you're not going to get my openness and excitedness you know what I mean to see you and all that stuff so I so I, I understand where she was coming from so that's cool so he asked about his stare and uh he says do you feel that i stare she's like stare uh, no not really <laughs> why do you ask and apparently well arena said that i stare and she had an issue with it uh and so and of course other people oh, he's weird again i mentioned last week that i didn't think there was anything weird about him he is just who he is right we all individually have things about us it's just the way that we were individually made or created something that may be a little quirky or about me you know may not be quirky about somebody else maybe they have another thing or another tick or another whatever it is that they may have which might seem normal to them but then to someone else it may seem a little off so we just have to really just respect and understand people for just who they are and accept them for who they are because we would want to be accepted for just as we are right i don't think that um zach intentionally has wants to do that stare right that's just how he looks at someone when he's really interested or or is just really involved or really all zoned in it's just the way his eyes are right it just zones in and tunes in and it comes off a little i guess starey per se and but Irina said that she, oh excuse me bliss said she didn't have an issue with it so there now um but i had to ask though was it me or were they catching feelings <laughs> because he was doing that thing there's a time where they talk about really weird stuff and we'll see that a little bit later on um, but they tend to go on these little tangent right either Zach will say something or Bliss will say something and then they will just keep tagging on to it where it necess doesn't necessarily go anywhere, right? It can literally go everywhere. And it's just the weirdest thing. I love it. It's so cute. But yeah, they do this thing that they do. <laughs> and um, but and that's in moments of talking, right? But when they're not talking, that's what I'm referring to. There is that moment of quietness and stillness in which they are staring into each other and they're both trying to hold back a little bit at least bliss was but anyway I don't want to get stuck here too much but you guys feel what I'm saying okay now 
this is going to be a long episode. Let me just let you guys know now because there was a lot to cover. So I'm covering all three episodes on this one um, taping, okay? All right, so Kwame, and we have a lot of more drama too on this one than we did last week. So you guys be patient with me, bear with me. So we got Kwame and Chelsea next. So they are going to order in, right? Um, and I, I wanna say they had Chinese, but I feel like I'm wrong. So sorry, I don't know what they had. Uh, but anyway, they talk about, okay, we gotta set some house rules, okay? Chores, maintenance, et cetera, like upkeeps, what we're gonna do to make sure each person is pulling their weight. So um, Chelsea asks Kwame if he knows how to vacuum. Okay, now pause. Chelsea, vacuum? Really? Come on now, boo. Now you my sister girl, I've, I've only spoke high praises of you. I love you to death, okay? I think you're cool, I rock with you, but does he, who doesn't know how to vacuum? All right, we'll just leave it at that. Dishes, now I am with you here though, Chelsea, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> so dishes, yeah, so she asks about the dishes, right? So Kwame is like, okay, look, okay, just work with me, hear me, all right? How about we just set some kind of base levels, right? Which means, and for him, the base level was at least at base, right? Which is like at minimum, <laughs> It gets in the kitchen sink, which means it will get washed, right? Because just the fact that it's not on the coffee table, just the fact that it's not on the nightstand, just the fact that it's not on the kitchen counter, it's in the sink. So we know it's going to get washed. That's at minimum at base. <laughs> Kwame, that was just too funny to me. Uh, which means from the kitchen sink, it's going to get you know what he wants you to throw some water and suds in there let it you know soak up overnight come back in the morning and wash that bad boy but she's like no can at base and minimum can it make it to the dishwasher <laughs> i am with you there chelsea okay so pause for me i don't like anything i'm a little bit more weirder but i don't like any i have ocd so i don't like anything in my dishwasher excuse me in my sink my sink has to be empty all you see is aluminum and maybe a little the rag to wash the dishes but I do like to put at the end of the night before I go to bed I make sure everything at least gets in the dishwasher now and if I don't run it before I go to bed at least they're in a the dishwasher and I run it in the morning on my way out that's how I do it but I don't like anything in the sink so I'm definitely with Chelsea there uh now the toilet though but okay Chelsea he got you <laughs> said to Chelsea he said look can you at least flush the toilet when you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and so Chelsea's like look I was trying to look out for you I didn't want to wake you that's why I don't flush now they didn't talk about what was in there or what he sees when he comes through there I'm just assuming it's just you know number one right so I don't think it's anything serious but his but granted still who wants to see that right it's the same thing like when we women ask men to you know lay the toilet seat down and also to flush <laughs> um he's saying look can you just flush don't worry about waking me up definitely flush the toilet and I agree with Kwame there so it's like <laughs> she's like hey look I don't want to flush because I don't want to wake you in the middle of the night and he's like hey at base minimum can we just leave the dishes in the sink 
hopefully they got this figured out all right let's move on paul and micah so they're on the couch. oh so they meet up paul and micah on the couch they're talking so micah tells paul that she spoke to arena and arena shared with her that she found her fiance who is paul attractive and so Michael was saying how she felt a little awkward about that because she was saying, okay, I didn't know. Is there something going on here with you guys? Because if there is, I didn't know it. I missed it. Did you guys have some sort of conversation or secret meeting or something? Or did something happen um, between the two of you guys? Because I don't want to look stupid out here on national TV, right? Because, you know, people going to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> right the podcasters or whoever they're gonna talk about me and and I don't want you know and I'm just being silly there but what she's just saying is don't make don't have me out here in these streets looking like a fool so I get that uh so he was saying no nothing happened and truth be said I'm not even interested in her so you don't even have to worry about that um, but, and I, we've already, well, we kind of talked about it. He like witches, as he said last week. I don't believe necessarily that Micah is his type either, but you know what? He's like, okay, let's at least give it a go, give it a try. But I definitely don't believe that Irina would have been his type for sure. But anyway, so that was that. Now, something that I thought was interesting when they showed the clip of, of, uh, Irina in the pool, um, and I think she was reaching over Paul to grab her drink. This was some sort of pass. I believe that they're saying that she made at him. I didn't catch this the first time. Now, maybe it's just me. Maybe they didn't show it or maybe I missed it. You know, it could have been left on the cutting room floor during editing. Or maybe they did air it last week and I just didn't see it. But I just realized I had to go back and watch it a second time. She tried to reach over his foot to grab her drink when she pressured his foot up against her left chest no girl she know what she was doing that's all i gotta say i don't i don't want to say too much i'm going to try to keep it respectful but she knew what she was doing okay so now we're going to go ahead and talk about jacquelina and marshall Ooh, we okay so they are on the couch and they're having little small talks jokes and chatters this relationship tends to go up and down so anyway uh i guess this one today is in the middle he said he told his family uh about meeting her getting engaged the experience and all of that or experiment and um, that they're excited that they're looking forward to meeting um, Jackie. So she said she told her family and they didn't believe her. <laughs> so, and I didn't quite know how to take that. Either they didn't believe her because she's not the kind of person to go out and do something, right, like this. This is huge, it is, to just go off and meet someone blindly and get engaged, so I can understand that. Or they didn't believe her for other reasons, so I don't know. Uh, but either way, in my observation, she appears very nervous and very anxious. And again, pause. She's already kind of always a little on edge, right? Um, and I think it's because she's torn between the fact that she understands that she did, she did this experiment. I believe that she thinks that Marshall is a really nice guy. He has been very attentive towards her right uh, and I think that she's like okay that's cool 
but he's not my type. Remember she mentioned earlier that normally she would have just swiped. I don't know if it's left or right. I've never done either one, but she, she doesn't know. I mean, she knows that she wouldn't have swiped whichever direction it was for interest in him, that she would have not been interested is what she said because of the type, which is wrong. We all have our types, right? Her type is what, six, five, tatted, you know, tall, buff, athletic type so I understand that and and Marshall is the opposite of that so, but sometimes we do need something different from what we are normally attracted to but nonetheless that's not the conversation here so I believe that she is at least she wants to I think I believe that she really does want to love him or like him like that I believe in her core she really does want this to work but I don't believe that she wants to make that change for long term <laughs> does that make sense like she's like okay i don't know if i can do this long term I, I, I i'm out you know that sort of thing um whereas like for short term which is you know the duration of this process what four weeks maybe for six weeks it's like okay well we can kind of do this you know if true feelings develop or change at the end okay then great you know but i think right now so she's just a little bit nervous because it's like okay i'm still trying to figure out how i really feel about you and this whole thing and with my family i don't know if i'm really necessarily ready to meet your family does that make sense i went around the way and up the hill and down the mountain and everything to get there but th that's what i was picking up all right brett and tiffany so they're in the bathroom they're just being cutesy they're brushing their teeth uh and they talk about pet peeves so Apparently, what uh, Tiffany is saying is that when Brett gets out the bathtub or the shower or whatever, he hits, you know, the floor, of course, and is a puddle of water, right? Because I don't know if he's not drying off totally before exiting or what's happening. But she's like, okay, look, babe, can you totally dry out in there <laughs> before you come out? Because it's just a trace of water and puddle everywhere. And his thing is, it's just water. But at the same time, it's just water, but somebody can slip and hurt themselves. But I understand what he's saying as well. But she's saying, look, um, it, it, you know, somebody can hurt themselves. It's just, can you do it in there <laughs> and make sure that you're at least partially dried, even at least the bottom of your foot when you come out. And so uh, his, so, so I think that was the only thing. They really didn't talk about anything much else there. So then, uh, they walk into the bed to, to lay down and so she said what well, man i think we need a tv in the bedroom don't we and he said well wait a minute shouldn't i be your attention not the tv so you're right brett and pause for a second because i can understand i used to have t a tv in my bedroom this is a long 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 time ago long time ago and i realized that when i did have a tv in my bedroom i didn't didn't want to say did i not go to yeah, I didn't go to sleep much because the TV was always on because it's right there. You can just, oh, it was that. I didn't go to bed much, number one. Or number two, when I did go to bed, I would wake up, the TV would still be on. And then number three, the main reason why I no longer have a TV in my bedroom is because I noticed that when I did have a TV in my bedroom that I was always in the bedroom. I was only in the kitchen to, to get something to eat, to fix something to eat, but I was not in any other room in the house. I was just always in the bedroom. And I figure, okay, well, this is awkward. It's like I have all this space and I'm just always in this one room. So, and that's because you got your bed in there, right? You're gonna lay down, you're gonna get comfortable. So 
And then what? And I got TV in here too. Oh, it's a wrap, <laughs> you know? So it's, and that's like, okay, no, I don't want to do that. I want to enjoy, you know, the rest of the house or apartment or whatever, wherever it was that I was at the time. So yeah, so that's why I had to do away with the bedroom. So I don't have a bedroom now in, um, in my bedroom at all. And I haven't ever since then. And I was like, oh yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. So anyway, so let's move on. So we go to Kwame and Chelsea. So with Kwame and Chelsea, so they get to her apartment. So, and for the first time, her apartment is set up the way it's supposed to be set up. Why? Because homegirl knew she would be back in a few weeks and with camera. So she left her apartment stage and I like it. I'm not saying stage like to, to throw shade. What I'm saying is she left it set up, not like some of these apartments or homes that we go see when they come in and the places, oh, let's just say Kwame, <laughs> the place is a mess. Oh, let's just say Cole, right? From Love is Blind last season, episode season three. But yeah, at least it was set up nicely knowing, okay, I'm going to be gone for a while, but at some point I'll be coming back. So she made sure the bed, everything, and I'm sure she's like that. Don't get me wrong. I believe she's very tidy. She's very neat and she's very clean, but I'm saying that she, I'm sure that she made sure that she did some extra, just little things just to make sure that it was, everything was set up properly. Cause she knew the next time that she walked back in the apartment, it would be with her, someone if she met someone and that most likely there would be a camera because they have to check out her place. So I did like her apartment. So the next thing, Chelsea shares how excited she is that she gets to come home to Kwame um, every day. So I thought that was kind of sweet and kind of cool. We're going to go ahead and go over to Brett now and Tiffany. So she brings Brett to meet her friends and her friends, they were all the cutest. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but her friends, I think she had four friends, four or five girlfriends, um, and they were all very nice. They were all very pleasant to Brett. He was very respectful. He was engaging. They had, it looks like they had sat down and ate and drank, and they were just all in awe with him. They asked him about the process. They asked him about what he liked about Tiffany and did he think they were a good match? Just, you know, just the stuff that you would normally generally ask. And um, it seems like the girlfriends gave you know him the blessing like okay yeah you're good here and also like gave her like okay like he's a good, good guy like you did good here so um so yeah so every so everybody gave everybody the green light <laughs> and um and then he said something really sweet about her at the end and then everybody went then she started crying and so anyway so this is a great couple if things don't work out i, I don't know what to tell you but so far um i this is the couple i see making it to the end all right, so Zach and Paul. So the, Zach meets up with Paul just to kind of like talk and sh shoot the breeze and catch up. So now with Zach, he's kind of asking Paul questions, right? So how has the experience been um, now that you guys have moved into the apartments and, you know, that sort of thing? How is the relationships or do you still feel the same do you feel differently just you know just how are things going and then he just goes on this tangent i'm talking about zach about uh, make sure that you give her what she needs make sure that you're always letting her know how you feel and i got it the first two three times he said it but it just seemed like he said it like eight and ten and twelve times you make sure that you can you always show her it it's almost like i felt as if he didn't have anything else to say, so he just kept repeating that. 
You know what I mean? Because he kept saying to make sure you let her know. Make sure you show her. Okay, and Paul, I mean, yeah, Paul's like, okay, gotcha. Make sure you let her know. Make sure you show. Paul's like, gotcha. Make sure you let her know. <laughs> make sure you show her how much you love. Paul's like, dude, I gotcha. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, he got it. I got it too, damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, that was that. But I did find it interesting. It just seemed like, now, you know, Zach did good because, again, this could be editing. It seemed like Paul didn't get a chance to say much because Zach was talking more than Paul. Um, he would ask him questions and he would answer, but it seemed like then he, Zach's piggyback back <laughs> just went on forever before Paul got to get back in there and so I don't know if editing just made it seem like Zach was doing too much or maybe he really was so but I I can only judge it the way I see it so it seems like he was doing too much talking but um yeah I don't have any issues with Zach but he just kept stressing that whole thing over and over it was annoying so anyway we go to Mike and Arena so they meet up and uh I'm because Micah said that she wanted to meet with Arena like I need to talk to her. I need to check her, <laughs> right, about some stuff that she said. So they meet up, and I, initially I was kind of thrown off, right, because Irina walks in, just like, hey, girlfriend, hey, B, you know, what's up, dog? And she's just giving her hugs, and she's genuinely, I believe it, happy and excited to see Micah, right? Because Micah was the only person, honestly, um, who would give her the time of day? Remember, Jackie said she was a peasant. <laughs> and she said, I don't mean the old English peasant, Jackie. I'm talking about she's, she's best. <laughs> she didn't say that part, but I forgot what she said after that. But she said, yeah, she's a peasant. And so Micah was the only person that she was really close to um, that was like a friend for her there. And But the reason I said I was surprised by Micah's like, hey, because she was like, hey, girl, back, right, to Irina. It's because, you know, you just shared with your fiancé, whenever it was, that, you know, Irina told you that she was interested in your fiancé. So, anyway. So, Irina asks, so how have you met his family yet? <laughs> and Michael says, who? Okay, pause. Micah, who? I mean, your question is who when she says, have you met his family? Uh, who? Oh, you mean Kwame's? No, she's talking about your fiance, Paul. Why would you say who's? Number one, how many people are you engaged to? And are you not engaged to Paul? Why would you say who? Do you think she met, have you met Kwame's family? I didn't get that. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Let's move on. So, so she asked, um, she did ask some good questions. I'm talking about Micah. Because she was asking Irina questions like, okay, so you have brought this to my attention the other day about your interest in my fiance. And I'm now it just, you know, led me to having a conversation or discussion with Paul. And now I'm wondering, should I be insecure? Did you and Paul have something going on? Was there something I may have missed back in Mexico? Did you guys meet up? I mean, you know, so she was literally asking these questions, also looking for responses, not just like somebody's asking you a question, they throwing out 10 things and you don't have a chance. She's like, no, did you guys meet up? You know, you know should I be intimidated? Oh, should I be where, you know, she, she was asking 
looking for responses. Um, and Irina was saying no. And then she was saying, well, I'm sorry. I don't know if she said I'm sorry or I'm giving her too much credit. I can't remember. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking she would have apologized to uh, Micah because she was like, yeah, you, because Micah was saying, look, I was your only friend. Nobody else wanted to talk to you. Um, and we were together all the time. So just to think that you would let me know that you're interested in my fiance, you know, I'm, I'm just thrown off. I didn't know how to take that. That's kind of disrespectful. So I, that, and again, I totally understand where Micah's coming from. All right. So, um, Irina said, well, you definitely don't even have to worry, you know, don't worry your sweet little heart about, you know, anything happening with me and Paul. And Micah said, oh no, I'm, I'm not worried. He said, he's not interested. You're not his type. Okay. He didn't say that part, but he did say he's not interested. <laughs> And the funny thing is, did you guys notice Arena's eyes twitch? And then she looked to the right. Was she looking at the camera person, the producer? Was she was like, okay, what? He's not interested for real? <laughs> That's how I took it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm having too much fun. This doesn't make sense. Okay. We're going to go ahead and do Marshall and Jackie. So he got up early. He wanted to surprise her. He wanted to do something really nice and sweet for her. Uh, so... He got up and made her a fantastic, okay? I just want to emphasize that fantastic breakfast. And and I believe I didn't, I saw pancakes, yes. I believe I saw a sausage um, link, yes. I want to say there were potatoes there, but I can't remember. But there was like three different things. I just couldn't make out that third. But I believe there were like little diced potatoes. It was delicious. And then did you guys see when he threw on top, was it the powder sugar or something? Whatever that was. Oh my gosh. Just And like she said, it looks like restaurant quality breakfast, right? Or food. Magnificent. Five stars to you, Marshall. Good job. And, 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 I had to get one more and in there. He did the dishes. He did the dishes. He said, well, he said he was going to. I don't know if he did it. We didn't see it on camera. <laughs> but, but I believe he said he was going to do the dishes. He has good intentions. <laughs> so, oh, God. Okay, I am all giddy today. I'm just happy that I'm finally getting this done. I did not want to go into tomorrow and not having got this done. So I'm a mess. Y'all forgive me today. Okay, so we go next to Kwame and Chelsea. Now, Kwame is nervous. Um, and I'm thinking this conversation is a little awkward. <laughs> What's going on? Um, her anxiety is nervousness as well. Um, and I think it's, it's putting a lot of pressure on Kwame. And then that's when there was, she was talking about her dad is coming over to meet Kwame. So he's coming over to visit. And so apparently she said that she hadn't told her dad anything too much about the process or nonetheless that she was even engaged or I'm not really sure about the race of Kwame I'm not sure if she had touched on that but Kwame is really nervous and I believe is because Chelsea's nervousness is rubbing off onto him um number one uh and Chelsea keeps saying like so do you think you know, this is going to be okay. Are you ready? Have you prepared yourself? Do you know what type of questions he might ask? You know, okay, now pause. She said, do you know my dad's name? And Kwame was like, no. If I'm not wrong, aren't both their names Charles? I think. But if not, how could you not have 
this is at Kwame, not have even, I mean, you're at the process of engagement and you are living with her, although temporarily for TV, but you know the father's coming over at some point. And again, I'm just going off of the fact because his answer was, no, I don't know your dad's name. At some point, whether it was in the pods, whether it was at the honeymoon, or now, even now that you guys are settled into this house, don't you think you should have asked the name of her dad? Okay, I'm just going to leave that there. But anyway, let's move on. So his nervousness is coming off a little bit. A, number one, I believe that he's nervous because I, I think he likes Chelsea. Uh, I believe that he likes this adventure. He's feeling this experiment, you know, the whole meeting someone, dating, being intimate, and then you're put up in a house like, oh, this is this is all good. This is sweet. But then you're saying that we have to turn this into the real world? Oh, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I'm not really down for this. So I believe that maybe he is excited and loves the adventure part of this whole process, right? I just don't know, and he says it later on, now that I think about it, that he's really ready for the settlement, the marriage, the commitment, that part. So you have a little bit of that going on also, and you're about to meet Chelsea's father. So it's not, you're not meeting Chelsea's father for play play, <laughs> right? You're meeting Chelsea's father because Chelsea is in this. She's intense. She's in this. She loves you. She's going to be your ride or die. She's thinking about babies. <laughs> and, you know, she's thinking about the future. She's in this. So she's ready for you to be her dad. And you're not, in my opinion, really all here ten toes down. So you're feeling a little wonky and nervous and like, okay, do I really have to go? Because I really don't think this. And, you know, anyway, just leave it there. But you guys understand what I'm saying. Okay, so... Now, because of his nervousness, Kwame is starting to talk to Chelsea with some sarcasm. And, um, and I was like, oh, no, no, baby, mm -mm. you need to turn that down a notch. Because the way he was starting to talk to her right before the father knocked on the door was slightly rude. I'm sure it wasn't intentional. He wasn't being mean. He hasn't been mean to Chelsea at any point in this whole process. The only thing was his, you know, given what's her name uh too much attention that's the only thing but he's never been disrespectful towards her not that i can remember i don't think so he's always been kind of nice and sweet and pleasant uh but he's kicking off some sarcasm here and it's all just tied in with the whole you know bundleness of nervousness that's that's jolted in him and at any moment her dad could knock on the door so there's all of that going on all right so Finally, the door knock, there's a knock at the door, and um, she's like, I'm so effing nervous. Talking about um, Chelsea, so she goes to let her dad in. Long story short, I'm not going to do too much here, but the dad was fine. <laughs> right? The dad had no issues. I mean, that we saw anyway. He was, like, really nice. He was really sweet. He was very um, welcoming to Kwame. And he's like, okay, this is what you kids want to do. Okay, I wish you all the best. And, and yeah, I am definitely... Uh, if you are asking for my hand or whatever, <laughs> you know, for, for me, if you're asking for your blessing, excuse me, is what Kwame asked for his, um, his father, her father's blessing. And he said, yeah, sure, or whatever. So that was that. All right. But I really did like her dad. Her dad was really sweet. We're going to go over now to Paul, um, whose mom is about to meet Micah. 
And I'm gonna try to be quick here as well. So Paul mom walks in and when she first walked in, I was like, who's this Hollywood diva? <laughs> right? She had the shades, her blonde hair. She had her summer hat and she had her dress with the polka dots, I believe it was, um, bright red, I think it was a bright red dress. And I was like, okay, who's this Hollywood woman coming in here? So she was a lot of fun though. She had, she was, she had a lot of high energy and I really did like his mom, which is because, you know, she's kind of fun and exuberant with a lot of energy she's like just a, a beam of light right and then Paul is real kind of quiet and more a little bit more reserved and he holds back a little bit so um, him and his mom are definitely day and night but either way so now Michael walks in and one looks like the younger version of the other one because she also had the long blonde hair extension or whatever it was and uh, and you know she was just like you know her mom his mom is great like they just kind of hit it off the mom is telling Mike I'm so glad you guys met I'm so glad that this experiment worked for you guys and I've been waiting for this moment forever for my son and I just think you're the cutest and sweetest thing and just all these great positive um things that she was saying about the relationship and and, and about her as well about Chell about the excuse me Micah so yeah so they both had really great um the mom had great energy but together Micah and Paul's mom together um you can tell that she would be a great mom-in-law <laughs> and uh, and that she would really like uh Micah as a daughter-in-law just from what we can see just off of this one visit now as far as how things would go later once people get married and into the family and the dynamic of all of that how things would turn out I don't know but just kind of just how she's seeing Micah right now and it seems like she really likes her okay so now I believe we are definitely I think I should mention this I'm sure we're definitely in, uh, in episode seven I just didn't keep track of them by episode number but I remember that when uh, what's her name? Chelsea's dad came over. That was the beginning of episode seven, and that's kind of where we are. All right, so Brett and Tiffany, so they go to check out his apartment. And I just said he's got a nice apartment and um, shoe boxes, like uh, what's his name on Married at First Sight, the current season, episode 16. Um, I can't think of his name. But anyway, he's got a lot of tennis shoes, and they're all preserve in these individual little boxes and you can get those off of Amazon but anyway so that's where he keeps all his shoes and it keeps them clean right so that way you don't get the dust or you know you don't get it dirty or anything it keeps it nice and clean um, in these individual boxes and you just pull the shoe out the little boxes and, and then you can just put them back in there when you're done all right now his apartment had a very nice techie feel and his apartment was clean too for a guy right it wasn't like some of these other single guy apartments that we've been to where the toilet wasn't flush things all over the counter things in the kitchen dishes in the sink it was just a, no he had a really nice and that's what i mean by nice i'm just saying as far as what we were able to see it was nice it was clean it looked lived in <laughs> right he had furniture right he had plants if i'm not wrong <laughs> Uh, he had clothes and shoes like he was like a grown man with his own place right that's what I mean so he had a nice apartment <laughs> uh, the only thing is she kept harping um, Tiffany about the space and I get it right because I think if I'm not wrong I think it's a one-bedroom apartment 
And so she was just worried about where, because right now, I think I may have missed it, but I believe they said that she lived with a roommate. So she had a roommate that she lived with. So, of course, she would be coming into his space. And so his thing is, well, look, we can get a two-bedroom if you want, because I know this is a one-bedroom and it fits perfect for me, but maybe if you come in and bring your things, it might be too tight. Would you feel comfortable with a two-bedroom? I'm sure they probably have two-bedroom units, and we can probably do that. So she's like, yeah, we can probably look into that. So anyway, so that's an option. Uh, so anyway, so we'll leave it at that. Nothing else really there. She was just going on and on about, you know, moving into his space. But, you know, it's, it's kind of good to look forward to that. But yeah, let's just get to the wedding day. though. <laughs> um, but I'm sure they'll be fine. At least I believe in this couple. So we have Zach and Bliss. So they go to see Zach's apartment. And he has a nice apartment. Uh, I like the kitchen. I like his backslash. I believe it was an apartment. Yeah, it was an apartment. I like this backslash. And um, oh my gosh, I also know that he's also a great cook. Now, his, his intended dish was steak, shrimp, and some roasted veggies, right? He ended up with shrimp and roasted veggies, right? Poor thing. I'm not sure what happened with the steak. It was almost like in some zip, individual Ziploc bag and something about water got into it. I'm not sure. It just totally went over my head. I didn't understand what was going on there. And he was totally devastated because he said, this is embarrassing. You know, now this great dinner that I had planned has gone to shams. And I was like, look, you just the fact that you can even cook is a plus number one um and then number two i mean and, and the fact that the the food to me looked like the the shrimp just wasn't something that was just thrown in a skillet it looks like that was a breaded shrimp right um or something it had some sort of coating on it so which means that he knows how to put things together some people can't even just do the basics of that and then the roasted veggies i love the roasted veggies he roasted the whole carrots and whatever else he had in there and then he was cutting them up and they i'm sure they were seasoned i would hope but um the steak he was really going for something high class here with the steak because most people would just take a steak and just season put it on the grill but i don't know what he was doing with that individual socket or excuse me individual um ziploc bags but nonetheless i digress so dinner was great they end up just having the shrimp and the roasted veggies and I believe that he asked if she wanted dessert, but I couldn't remember what was for dessert. So anyway, they had what I love about these two together. Again, I've already said it. I'm going to say it again. They have great energy when they're not fussing and fighting. And when Bliss isn't reminding him a hundred times that she did not choose him first. I got that, babe. I got it. Either you're going to um, accept this man and love him and move on and date or you're not but you can't keep bringing up the fact that what he you, you got to let it go you, you have to move on anyway we'll come back to it so they have great energy at great chemistry and great synergy together that's what I like about them when they're not in that other zone and she well, she's when she's not there and they're just sitting down enjoying one another's space and company yeah they have great energy conversation as well chemistry and synergy all right he's trying to figure out how to put a move on her right (laughs) 
And so he's, you know, he wants to be respectful, but he also wants to let her know that, you know, he likes her and he's attracted to her. So he wants to make some kind of advancement just so she doesn't have to wonder. Um, but anyway, I think we eventually get there, but he did kind of start off with, you know, he asked her for a dance. And so they kind of dance there in the middle of his apartment. All right. We're going to go now to Kwame and Chelsea. Okay. So Kwame and Chelsea. So Okay. Nonetheless, first of all, I should have rephrased that. We're going to go visit Kwame's apartment. How about that? Okay. Um, And my first question is, did a tornado run through his apartment? OMG. Now, you know how in a tornado, it does that little spinning thing, the little tunnel thing. And when it does, it picks up everything in that circular parameter that it drops it back off it looks like things were just left in a spin wide position in his place or maybe it's just if you're standing in the middle and you kind of tend to maybe look around you it seems like there was stuff everywhere I think that's probably what it that's what it's doing for me so anyway (laughs) Chelsea loves this man let me tell you something because although she should acknowledge like okay yeah typical bachelor pad she didn't she didn't dog his place um, she didn't, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. She didn't dog his place. Okay. So, but she was trying to be nice and supportive. Okay. Well, you know, oh, you, you know, she was just making fun of stuff. Right. Uh, so we'll come back to it. But anyway, so that was the issue. So they go to the bedroom. She's going through some drawers. He's like, okay, you probably don't want to go in there. She's like, wow, what am I going to find? Come to find out she finds lube. Okay, well, we know what you do with lube, right? <laughs> um, and then she said, the funny thing is, though, that's the same brand that I use. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm not even going to do it. Sorry. I'm going to leave it right there. So then <laughs> they're having this call. So they also, get, at one point, they're on the couch, right? And she was asking him if he would want to bring his sofa, the, the gray, um, I forgot what you call it. Um, it seems like it was an L shape. There's a name for it. I'm not thinking about it right now, but yeah. And so she, he was like, well, I don't know. Do you think I should? She's like, yeah, you can bring it. Uh, No, ma'am. Not after you just sat there and talked about there's, oh, lube here. And, oh, and there's a towel that he probably used to wipe off after lubing. And then also, and all of that is just on this couch. And then also he was probably doing all of that on the same, the same couch that you're saying, yeah, you should bring no ma'am. No, ma'am. No, (laughs) ma'am. We are not doing that. (laughs) So, but she must really love this man. But for me, no, he would not be bringing that couch. But, uh, but when you love somebody like that, you know, you know, you can get the couch clean and I get that. So, you know, I, I ride with Chelsea. So I'm whatever makes Chelsea happy. I'm with her. All right. So, and you know, I'm just also just picking that Kwame a bit here but anyway all right so she asked him about because now they're sitting now they're kind of looking out the window she says she really does like his apartment and remember he lives in Portland and I believe he said that Portland was two hours from uh where they are in Washington state so but he says he lives two hours away and he said that he really does because she asked him if how he feels about Portland he said he really does like Portland and I believe he said that, I can't remember if he had family there or not. I can't remember. But she said that she really doesn't want to move there when it comes down to, I believe he, his work was there. 
I think it is what it was. But nonetheless, I'm sorry, because I don't have my details correct. So she says she really doesn't, she can't see herself living in Portland. And they were also talking about as far as organization, because she said, well, let me come back to that. She said that her family lives in Seattle and he works remotely. Um, and having a conversation with him, I said that he, she should have a conversation with him about how he felt. Because what I meant by that is, it just seems like she was making the decision for him. She's like, okay, well, he lives in Portland. I don't see myself living in Portland because my family um, is you know, in Washington State and I don't have anybody here, so why would I come here? Yeah, he needs to pick up because he works remotely. He doesn't have to physically go to his office quote unquote in Portland. So because he works remotely, yeah, he can just come and, and move in with me and we can live in wherever they are there in Washington. So I, I, I didn't like that. And that's where I said that she should be having a conversation with him about his feelings. This does kind of play into what we're going to talk about a little bit later, because it's almost like she's saying like, okay, well, it's going to be my way. I don't care what you think. I'm not moving to Portland. Um, so you're just going to have to pick up and move to my state, which although it's two hours away, I still don't think is cool because you're making it seem as if not intentionally as if, you know, what he wants doesn't matter. Cause it didn't seem like she asked him again, based off of just what we can see from editing. I always like to say that cause they could have had that conversation, um, off camera. Right. So maybe they just happened to bring it up again this time when they've had a full fledged conversation already about it, or this really literally could have just been the first time, but just based off what I saw, yeah, it didn't seem like he had much of a choice and I don't think that he was comfortable with that. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was mainly the only thing. Okay. Uh, now I do want to go ahead and touch on, he did, she did say something. She's like, although his place, you know, may seem a little bit of a mess or whatever, that she just thought he did the sweetest thing because he had organized her panties and like, you know, he's got it in him. Like he can, you know, he can be orderly and be neat, whatever, I guess is where she was coming at with that. But, um, yeah, but anyway, that's that. I guess you do things for people you love, right? So you do really nice, sweet things for them. So that was definitely something sweet that he did for her. All right, so now we're gonna go into Jackie and Marshall. So I believe, okay, I don't remember if this is the same, but anyway, so Jackie and Marshall, so they're in the kitchen. She says she's stressed out. She starts to get nasty towards him. She does have her ups and downs. I think I've already mentioned that. Um, I'm not really sure why she signed up for this process. My issue, it, the reason I'm a little, I'm, I'm pausing a little bit here is because I'm not sure if this was the part. No, I don't think this was the part. Okay. They're just having some misunderstanding. This is not the big argument that I'm thinking about. They're just having some misunderstanding. She's being very rude and disrespectful. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, she does have a lot going on. She has a lot on her plate. She may not be in the right mental state to be going through this process. Because when you are supposed to go through this process, you're supposed to be kind of like open and and willing, right? And kind of have certain areas in your life, not all checked off, but just kind of like, okay, where you can leave off and go do something like this. But if you do have other things going on and you have some worries and issues here and there, 
it can put a lot of pressure on you where you can't even enjoy the experiment or enjoy the process and you're not really fully giving yourself to the person who is coming into this process that way, right? So I guess in this case with Marshall, it appears that he was coming in open. He was coming in wanting to meet his person. He was coming in wanting to love and to be loved. He was coming in with, let's just say for lack of a better word, because I don't know him personally, no baggage, just from what we can see off the TV, right? He wanted her to meet his family, all of that stuff. He was open. He's looking for long-term. That's what I mean. So whereas she was the opposite, she was worried about her, her parents. She knew about the family situation when she went on the show. That's what I mean right so that dynamic of her the pressure that she feels of having to take care of her family again i'm just going off of what she said that was there before she left the show right so that is there with her coming back so if all of that's already there and you already know how your family feels and things aren't really settled that's 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 the only thing i'm talking about that maybe at this time it wasn't the right time for her to do the show. Not that she doesn't deserve love. Of course she does. She's beautiful and she definitely deserves love. But I'm just saying maybe at this time it wasn't the right time. That's all. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that. So Mike and Zach. So Mike, oh, Micah, excuse me, I said Mike, Micah and Zach. Now I have here, yeah, so they go to visit Zach's apartment. That's what it was. Okay, and I put in here that Zach's apartment definitely seemed like it would be his apartment, right? At least his apartment as well was furnished. It didn't seem like a bachelor pad. Um, he had a couch and sofa. He had plants. Um, he, you know, it was furnished, okay? Um, and a woman's touch probably would be needed. You know, just little things like that, but it doesn't matter. And at that moment, he didn't have a woman in there. He was living alone. So he should have it the way that he feels comfortable, right? And that's how it's been. It's comfortable. It's his apartment. I'm sure if he wanted to add something to it, he could have. If he wanted to, you know, you know, make it up or make it down, he could have. But I'm sure that the way his apartment is set up right now is what he's happy with. The reason I'm going on about that is because Micah comes in and she's complaining about his style of living. Right, talking, just making fun about his clothes. I, I didn't get the whole thing, she, the whole rant she went on about the jacket. I didn't understand what was so funny about it. But she went on and on and on about this jacket. Um, she's talking about his space, making fun of his style when it's who he is. I, I didn't understand any of that. So anyway, so the thing that got me is she said, I can get my space in, was it Arizona? and I, we can get a space here, then we can get rid of, you can get rid of this? This? I was devastated, I couldn't believe she said that. She calls his, his, you know, when we all have a place, whether you're in an apartment, you're in a home, you're in a loft, you're in a, an efficiency, wherever you live, that's your sanctuary, right? Your space, your four walls, whatever, that's where you rest your head every night. That's your, that's for some people, that's their peace of mind. That's their sanctuary. That's the place that they go to escape from the troubles of the world, right? That's where you can walk in, put your key at the door, lock the door, and don't have to deal with nobody's foolishness in most cases, if you live alone, right? So, and she's calling his place a this. I didn't like that. That was very disrespectful. And, and, and Zach didn't deserve that. So, 
I'm going to leave that there because you guys know I can go on a tangent about things. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go ahead and talk about Kwame and Chelsea. So now, Kwame, no, Chelsea asked Kwame if he got a chance to talk to his mom about the process and him coming back engaged. And he said that he hadn't gotten a chance to talk to his mom. So then he says he's going to call his mom. And then he said that she want to talk to his mom. And he's, she's like, uh, no, I think you should talk to her first. <laughs> right? So Kwame proceeds to call his mom. And he's having a conversation with his mom, I think. And he, but it's the way that he was talking to his mom, like it was in his mom on the phone. It's like, okay, yeah, mom, I got it. I did this process. I got engaged, and I like you. Oh, you don't want to me? Oh, you're upset with me? Oh, okay, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I understand. Yes, ma'am. All right, goodbye. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know I don't make fun of people here, so I'm not going to do it. My only thing is I was confused because I didn't hear her or a woman's. I didn't hear anybody's. I guess put it that way, voice on the other line. Um, again, they could have edited her out if she definitely didn't want to be on the show. Maybe she didn't want her even voice or recording to be on the show. That's possible. So, so it's possible that maybe they re, they cut her out. Um, but it just seemed weird to me because I guess it's the way it was the way he was quote unquote talking to her. Not I'm saying that not saying that he was talking to her bad. He was the way I took it is like he was talking to someone. You know how when you're pretending, you know, to be on the phone, <laughs> right? Well, you know, you know when you're about to walk through some people, walk through a crowd, maybe you see somebody coming you don't want to talk to, so you start you, you you know, you pick up your phone, you're like, "Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, what?" You know, it felt that he was doing that and that there was nobody else on the other line. That that's all I'm saying. Now, I trust if he says that he was calling mom, then I, then I have to accept that I trust that I'm not challenging that. Um, what I'm saying is that the way I it came across, right? Because I don't want to say that he wasn't talking to his mother. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the way it read on TV, the way it came across on TV, was like there was no one there. But just going off of the fact that he spoke to his mom, because that's what he said, so I want to I go off on that. So he said spoke to his mom and that his mom um, was not okay with uh, this whole thing and she's not happy with him and that at this time she's not ready, um, she's not accepting this whole engagement thing and she's not ready, let's put it that way, to be nice to meet Chelsea at this time. So, and that's all I got there because I can't speak too much on it because I feel like I don't, I'm missing something, right? So anyway, so we're gonna go to Brett and Tiffany. So she is cooking and she learned, she, and he asked her where she learned to cook. And she said that she watched, she learned from her mom and Food Network. <laughs> now, when she said Food Network, I was like, girl, preach. <laughs> okay, Food Network, the cooking channel, um, man, there used to be some good cooking shows back in the day, okay? But uh, now you don't have too many. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. But yes, Food Network and um, her mom. Okay, so Tiffany wants to talk about finances with Brett, 
like, okay, let's have a talk because we want to make sure that, you know, our heart's in the right place, our minds are in the right place, but we also want to make sure as we start to get ready to move in together that our money is in the right place, right? Or we're doing the right things with our money. So, and budgeting, that whole thing. So they get into this conversation about all the techie stuff because when she went to his apartment, it was very high tech. Everything was, you know, did you see the little ball that changed light? I don't know why it changed light, but he pointed that out. Um, all these little tech gadgets and things that she noticed around his apartment. So she asked him, what was the most expensive thing you probably, probably recently right, spent money on? And he said, a luggage. And, you know, kudos to him. He didn't say what luggage. He just said a luggage. And he said he spent $1,200 on it. And she was like, whoa, $1,200? You could have gone to Marshall's. <laughs> or TJ Maxx. <laughs> but $1,200? Okay. I would have liked to have known that what luggage it was. <laughs> $1,200, yeah. Spill the tea. <laughs> but, um, but anyway... Long story short, they had a great conversation. They laughed about it. Now, the funny thing to me is, though, at some point towards the end, so Brett says, you are burning up this kitchen. Like, you know, he says, side note, you are burning up this kitchen. And I thought that Brett was talking about, like, girl, you in that two-piece, you know, you looking good, right? You, you hot. You burning up this kitchen. And he was like, no, literally, you're burning up the kitchen. Check the stove. <laughs> and he checked and she was like, oh, sh oh, crap. So she opens out the oven and her, I want to say her crock pot, but her, um, and whatever that pot is called, looks like it was about to fall out of the, um, the oven. It actually did, but it landed on the oven door. But oh, I died laughing because he says, side no, you burning up this kitchen. And I thought she was going to go, oh, babe, you're so sweet. She, he's like, no, literally, you're burning. Your food is burning. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So I love, 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 love those two. Okay. So now. Okay. So we're going to go over to Zach and Bliss. I was trying to find my place. I'm trying to talk fast. I know some people don't like long podcasts. But there's three episodes to cover here, and I'm doing it in one take. So we're almost done. So I believe that we should definitely should be in episode eight by now. So anyway, so Zach and Bliss, they're out. Oh, no, no, no. We're still on seven. Zach and Bliss. So they're out on a beautiful date on the boat. And I have having a weird conversation. <laughs> they're always having these weird, awkward conversations. But anyway, so... So what is it? So so they're talking about mangoes and strawberries and bananas, right? Then it changes to one person said something, then it flipped to jams, right? Like jelly and jam. Then somebody else said something else, then it went from jelly and jam to peanut butter and jelly. This is how their conversations go. It's like tag. So one person starts something and they're talking about, oh, you don't like, oh, I like this. And oh, have you, and then when the other one says something, then it's like tag. And then, oh, do, uh, do you like, oh, I don't, what about with it? And then that person changes it. And it's almost like they, they chase each other around in circles with these different topics that change 
like every three minutes. Mango, strawberries, banana, then jams, then peanut butter, and, and and went a whole bunch of other places after that. I just stopped taking notes at that point. Okay. Um, but I did put in here a side note, guys. They would have had an amazing honeymoon. If he would have, now I'm sounding like her, had you picked me the first time? <laughs> but seriously, had he picked her <laughs> the first time? Uh, his honeymoon wouldn't have been as janky as it was. Serious, serious. Uh, but anyway, but they would have had a great time every day. They would have been laughing and kicking and just having a great time the whole honeymoon. They would have had these great adventures, enjoyed breakfast in the morning. Uh, they would have been that couple. So it's unfortunate that it didn't go that route. So maybe he owes her a honeymoon if things work out. But yeah, that would have been great. Now, he asked her, if you can meet anyone, right, in the world, who could it be? And she says, dead or alive? I would have said both. <laughs> but she's like, okay, Oprah, okay? So she says, I, I, I'd like to meet Oprah, and what about you? And he says, y'all ready for this? I was like, ooh, he is smooth. He says, your parents. And she looked like... First of all, that is sweet because number one, pause. The thing is you're saying, because in most cases when we hear someone say, if you can meet anybody in the world, who would it be, right? You tend to think of celebrities or authors, maybe you know, if you're into books, um, maybe an actor and actors if you like movies or musician, right? You think of people like that, right? And uh, that's kind of where our minds tend to go. Now, for me, let me pause for a second. If anybody would, well, I'm sure people have asked me and I've answered this question before, but for me, yeah, my answer has always been Nelson Mandela. So when he says, when she says, um, my, when he says your parents, she was a little bit stunned too, right? She's like, what? And that's when guys, he proposed. And of course she said, yes. <laughs> After she said, well, you didn't pick me first. <laughs> But I just thought it was so sweet. I was wondering if it was coming. I didn't know if he could propose since they were whole out of, you know, the pod or whatever, out of Mexico, that whole thing. But yeah, I guess, I mean, they're still going through the process, right? So why not? I guess we've never had anyone that we know of, let me put it that way, who got engaged to after the pods. I guess I'll, I'll put it like that. So this was the first. So kudos to her or to them both. Um, it seems like they can actually be happy together, I think, if I'm that wrong. Uh, maybe I'm part of me is just kind of getting mushy for them. But because of everything he's been through with his past um, and his fears and wanting to be accepted, right, uh, I feel that he just wants someone to love him. And then and with her, they really do have a really great connection um, and synergy and they have great conversations uh, they're both intellectually on the same level, right? They get each other's or one another's quirkiness, that whole thing. And she does find him attractive and she does like him, right? So with all of that, I would want it to work. I don't think he's as weird as people think he is. Um, so I would want it to work and I would be happy for them. Now, if something comes out differently, then I'll have to deal with that at that time. Okay, so now Micah and Paul... They're together because now Paul is going to meet Micah's parents. 
and there isn't really much here to talk about um her parents come in and it's almost like She's like, okay, look, this is my fiance. So what happened? What had happened was I went to this thing. We were in the ponds. Um, he liked me. I liked him. He asked me to marry him. I said, yes. We went to um, on a honeymoon to Mexico and we just got back. So we're getting married in four weeks. Dad, I need you to walk me down the aisle. Mom, I need you to help me pick out a dress. It was like that. Like just, like she was just running down the grocery list. <laughs> It didn't seem, and maybe, you know what, again, y'all know my, I'm about to say it, editing, they, maybe the parents already knew all of this, right? They could have talked on the phone, she could have went to her parents' house at any time and already told them, and just had to repeat all of this again just for the cameras, I get that. But it just seemed as if they were like, what? Oh, okay, um, all right, you know, it, it was that energy that I got from them. Uh, and like, okay, you're grown, you're our daughter, you can make your own decisions. If this is what you want to do, then we support you. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. I'm, I'm, I was kind of getting that and, and almost as if they feel like they didn't really have much of a say, like they didn't ever, you know, the dad didn't really get to meet him, meaning that they didn't get to have him in their lives, you know, during that dating period when you date someone for a year or two or three or four years and you know them, you've spent time with them, you, you know, you can see this happening so they maybe they feel slightly cheated that they didn't have that opportunity i guess is what i'm getting at but nonetheless um they do give their blessings and they're like okay yeah cool if that's what you lovebirds want to do that's <laughs> fine with me uh so that was really it i didn't have anything much else there so now we're gonna go ahead and talk about now i want to say this is i think we are definitely now in episode eight Okay, <laughs> so we have Jacqueline and Marshall. Okay, so apparently this is the part where Marshall was coming out the car and he said apparently they had a fight, right, is what happened. And so he had left the apartment, okay, to go stay in his apartment, I'm assuming, um, for a couple of nights because it was just too hectic i don't anyway we'll get into it so at this point we see him coming walking back up to the townhouse is what it was so when he gets there and i believe this is where i'm at when he gets there she's packing he's asking her why are you packing you know whatever and she's like you know i'm, I'm leaving and so the argument was that she had told him that he needs to man up so that's where and it was it just wasn't she told him he needs to man up there was some other stuff i didn't write it all down but i was just summarizing in a nutshell that she feels like he's not man enough he needs to toughen up he needs to man up i don't know if she wants him to be a little bit more aggressive you know what i mean that whole thing so anyway so that's why he went away just to take some time off so anyway he was coming back to the townhouse she's packing up and she he asked her why is she packing she says she's leaving and they get into this whole argument i don't know forget but and so some of the stuff that she was saying is like, okay, look, you're not aggressive enough. I need you to be, I think she wants him to be like hard. Now, remember, she did say she's, I don't want to say that she's from the streets or from, but she said she was raised with street environment or mentality or something earlier on, I think, when they were in the parts, if I'm not wrong. I forgot where she said that. So I think that she feels maybe, this is just my opinion, that maybe 
a manly's man is a man, right? A, a, like a hard guy that's six foot five, tatted up, you know, rough, tough street kind of guy. It's, it's, it's a man. And she may see maybe, just my observation, maybe that Marshall is more on a softer side. And I think she's battling uh, with that. And also the other, the family dynamic, that, that whole thing. And so she's battling also with the fact that, okay, yes, I know I came to the show to do this process because I, I wanted to be open and to do something different for whatever reason. I don't want to say she didn't have any luck in her dating life. I don't know what her past dating life has been, so I can't speak on that. But I'm just saying when people try things like this, it's just because they feel like, okay, you know what, maybe I just need to do something different. So I'm just coming at it from that angle that maybe she just want to do something different, right? She's single. She just wants to do some, try something different, try a new way of meeting people, and so here she is on the show. But what she got on the show, who she got, excuse me, Marsha, was not the type of men that she would normally find attractive. And although I may have tried it a little bit, I try to get my feet wet, try to be a little open and engaged, and at least just give it a try, but at the end of the day, maybe for her, it's just falling back to or resorting to She's just not that into him. And now she's battling in her head and her heart with what to do. That's where we are. Okay. So she's coming at him. Well, we don't have sex. She's also coming at him like, well, okay, you need to be tough and, and hard and all of that other stuff. And so, and you need to be aggressive. And so he says when he tries to be aggressive or he tries to harden up, you know, she shoots him down, you know, so, and I, which I can kind of see that too, because I can feel that she probably tells him one thing. And then she does another. Um, so maybe it could be it as well. Uh, okay. So now, I think I, I was about to go over some stuff that I've already said. I've got here that she's not ready. She's holding back. Um, she's being extremely disrespectful. Um, and she's battling um, with the fact that he's not her traditional type. I've already just said all of that stuff. And, um, and I think also I have on here, I think that she likes, you know, those hard guys, you know, I don't want to say thugs, but you know, um, tough guys, street guys and who are hard, you know what I mean? And she doesn't see him that way. And although she thinks he is really sweet, right? He makes her breakfast. He can cook. He went out when she was still sleeping and got the grocery stuff and brought it home to prepare this and then did the, I mean, come on. Oh, ooh girl mm, okay <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna leave it there so and I'm not saying pause I'm not saying just because someone fixes you breakfast and does your dishes does the dishes excuse me and goes and get grocery that you're supposed to just take them right because they can do all those things and still beat your ass right so that's not what I'm talking about I'm just saying that from what we can see because maybe he can be you know a totally different guy but just from what we've been able to see over these last, I'll put it that way, seven, eight episodes, he seems like a pretty consistent guy. Like he's nice, he's trying, even when she's having her moments and things are real hard for her, he's trying, he's not giving up. He's not like, what the hell I got going on here? He's being supportive, he's trying to be there for her, he's telling her I got your back. I mean, he's sweet and nice and kind, he's showing her effect. He's doing all the things that most time women say that they want. And then on top of that, he's cooking for you, making breakfast and going to the grill and doing, I, that's what I mean. I'm going to leave it there. <clears throat> All right, next. Okay, so 
I was kind of glad though that I want to pause for a second again that he stood up for himself right because although I never doubted that Marshall would stand up for himself because there's times he's been saying stuff you know <laughs> um and not saying stuff disrespectful to her but I'm saying he doesn't hold his tongue or bite his tongue is what I mean so but I'm glad that in the midst because she I'm sure she can come at him a little harder she was hard but I'm saying I'm sure she can go there is what I'm saying I'm sure she could go there, go there if she really wanted to. She went there, but I'm sure she could go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But even with her just going there, he still stood up for himself. That's what that's all I'm saying. And I like that because although I don't believe that she's coming at him maliciously, she's just a little bit confused in her heart and her head about what she wants and things that, you know, just family and just the show on the process and him and she it's just too much for her so sometimes the way she's coming at him it's coming across kind of hard so I get it I get it I'm putting I'm putting in to um I'm keeping in consideration some of the things that's probably going on that's on her plate because I kind of like to kind of see people's sides, both sides. I don't just take sides. It's like, okay, I'm not going to just say, okay, well, she was mean to him and da-da-da-da-da. But why do I think? What did I observe? What could be the reason why? She, and that's that's where I'm coming at that, okay, look, she was hard. She did go there. And I'm saying that I acknowledge that I like the fact that he stood up for himself. But I'm also saying that her going there, I don't believe was malicious intentionally. Because I really do think at the core that she believes he is a really good guy but it's just that she's in her head about stuff and that's why I'm saying that I'm not going to get at her too much about that because I can understand that although she did come at him but I don't think it was at it from a bad place but she did come if that makes sense going back to I'm glad that he stood up for, for himself if that makes sense okay uh and she he did say though now this is where I'm gonna come at him now because he said that the reason he was, when he first met her, he saw her and thought she was like a project. It's like, okay, now, now Marshall, Marshall. <laughs> I just got through fighting for you, dude, my man. Okay, so look, I can't even, I can't even do nothing with that word project. And he even acknowledges, okay, my bad, I was wrong, wrong choice of words. Maybe project is not what I was looking for, right? Anybody would get offended if somebody said, you, I saw you as a project. I figure I can fix you upper and <laughs> who knows whatever else, right? So I'm sure that that's not what he necessarily meant, right? But it's what he said you know, it, it rolled off his tongue and onto the floor. So it, he said it, get it. But I believe, even he corrected himself later on, he said, project was not the choice of word I meant to say. He's just frustrated, he's, he's, he's frustrated, he's upset, he's vexed, <laughs> he's flustered, he's got all kinds of stuff going on too though, right? Because he's trying to fight for his relationship and his fiance in this moment. And she's like coming at him like, pow, pow, pow. He's like, wait a minute now. I mean, all this good stuff I've been doing. And I thought we were vibing. And wait a minute. So he's saying all the wrong things because he's now being caught up too, right? And so that's when Project slips out. But he said, 
what he meant is that he saw her as someone that he could uplift and help empower her so she can, you know, get to see her own true um, strength, right? And abilities. Because maybe he was picking up something from the pods, maybe something that they shared or she talked about, about past relationships or maybe family or something, I don't know. And so maybe he's kind of like, okay, well, I know I'm good here, I'm good here, I'm good there. I know I'm strong here and there. I know these are some of my abilities and my strength. Maybe, maybe you know she and i together we come together and and together we can empower one another i can help to uplift her and i can you know because sometimes everybody should be able to bring something to you if you're in a relationship with someone they should be able to bring you should be able to learn something from them i guess is what i'm trying to get at right the goal in relationships not always but in most cases it's well i would say the one of the most important things is to learn something from each other that's how you grow together as a unit as a family as a couple so I'm sure that he wants to be able to learn something from Jackie. And I would assume Jackie would also want to be able to learn something from Marshall. And that's what he meant when he was saying that I can uplift and help empower her, that together we can go to the next level. And I, and I can help her get there. And in turn, she can help me get there, right? But project was the wrong choice of word. All right, I can't do no more than that, Marshall. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh but yeah i got on here this was just too much stress like uh, okay so then we get to uh bliss and zach so they move into their new town home i love i love i just i want to say their apartment that's what i got written down but it's a cute little townhouse i do like it i mean it's cute for them you know for the whole show to be moving them into a townhouse instead of an apartment like you know i'm i'm down for trying new things Okay, so now uh, they sit down to eat. She still haven't gotten over the you didn't pick me first. And I get it. I've already said it. I understand. But I'm still making my case. At this point now, we already know he's proposed. If you're going to accept the proposal, Bliss, then leave the past in the past. You can't accept the ring and then want to keep throwing in his face that he didn't pick you first. Because if that's the case, then don't accept the ring and then be on and be gone. But you can't sit there and keep throwing. It's like he's tired of hearing it. I, I'm tired of hearing it. Honestly, I'm not even there. I'm watching the damn show. But I understand where he's coming from. And again, I understand where she's coming from. He's saying, look, boo, I'm sorry, my bad. I made a mistake, but it's a lesson learned. I know now where I'm supposed to be. Look, nothing even happened. We didn't even do anything. It was the worst. So I'm, and he's like, I'm sorry. I get that. But she keeps you do, 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 do. I understand. You just want to let him have it. You want to be mean to him. You want to be a little hard. You want to stand your ground. You want to make your point. I, I get, but you've done that. You've accepted the ring. Mm, I'm going to leave it there. Okay. I digress. Okay. So I'm done with that. <laughs> I had a whole bunch of notes on that. I'm not doing that. Okay. So Kwame and Chelsea. Now they take their dog to this, I don't want to say dog park, but I think I was busy. I missed this part, but I think it was where you go to bathe your dog. But I'm like, okay, wait a minute. 
Was the whole business just a place to go bathe their dog or was there something else in that business? Because I missed them walking. I saw them coming down the street, but then I got distracted and I missed the name of the business, what the business is. I just saw them sitting down and giving, you know, the dog a bath. So, okay. So I somehow they finished doing that. He's really great with the dog. It seems like he really does like the dog. And I'm sorry, I didn't get the doubts. I didn't capture the dog's name. But her dog is really sweet. He's well behaved. Um, and he's just the cutest little thing. Okay, so they get into this conversation about, because now Chelsea is kind of thinking about the future. That's all she sees. She wants to plan ahead, see what her future looks like. And what I also like about Chelsea is she's not af afraid to go deep, to ask questions. Tell me how you feel. What do you think about this? Let's keep it real. 100. You know, let's not waste, excuse me, let's not waste each other's time. So I like that about Chelsea. So they had a whole lot of talks about a whole lot of stuff, but I have here to have kids. She wanted to know how soon he probably want to have kids because she said, you know what, my clock ticking. I want a whole bunch of babies. Um, that I can't wait forever. And his thing is, well, I kind of want to wait. Can we just have some time to just enjoy each other before we, you know, start having kids? Because, you know, when you start having kids, life changes. <laughs> and who was that? Who was that that said that you can't have a baby and live your best life? It was someone, I want to say, was it Married at First Sight or Love is Blind? either the last season or the season before the last, I can't think of who it was right now, but their argument was, wait a minute, says who? You can have a child because their thing was, if you have kids, you know, life ends, you can't travel, you can't do this, you can't do that. And anyway, that's where we are here again. And so, you know, his argument is that, okay, once we have kids, I mean, that's it. And you know, kids, ooh, those little rugrats, we ain't gonna be able to do nothing. <laughs> she's like wait a minute now we can you can have kids and you can still travel if you know and she and he's like well who's gonna watch the kids you know we'll be stuck in the well we can get a nanny you know so she's like, okay look kids don't mean your life is over you know <laughs> there's endless things that you can do with your kids you know the possibilities it's just the beginning it doesn't mean your life ends there are many people that have kids and they still live their best life he's just on a whole nother tangent because he really ain't trying to really do this for real real right so he's thinking this whole thing is for play play he's like okay i didn't know you were gonna really be serious about this <laughs> so but anyway i thought this was just a tv show nonetheless okay i'm just making lightheartedness there that's all don't take it too serious so okay so he seems like he is slipping away a little bit that's what i observe like like i, I mentioned earlier i'm not going to repeat it again he was just kind of down for the experience, right? Okay, this is an experiment. Y'all sign up for the show. What, are we gonna go and meet people and pause? Okay, that sounds like fun. Oh, you're supposed to get engaged if you match up with someone. Oh yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. I don't think I'm gonna match up with anybody though. But yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. But oh, wait a minute. So if we match up, oh, we get to go to Mexico on the honey. Oh, okay, and we come back and y'all put us up in the house. Oh, <laughs> Not saying that that's what he was doing. I'm just saying that's how most people when you're applying you're going through the process if, if you're not really serious you're thinking oh, okay that sounds like something fun to do for now or if you are really serious about the process it's like okay wow that's all exciting you know what i mean so i don't know which one he fell into but i do know what i'm feeling about him right now and i feel that um kwame is slipping away i'll put 
put it that way. So I do feel like he's slowly slipping back a little bit. And I can pick up that Chelsea was picking up on that because she was kind of like, okay, wait a minute. What are you saying here? Because he was also mentioning that, you know what, he went back to what I mentioned earlier. Remember I said, I don't think he, she didn't have that conversation with him. This is back with the whole moving there, not moving to Portland, that whole thing where she's like, well, he's gonna have to come to me because I'm not going to Portland. I've got my family. He's got a remote job so he can go anywhere. Well, that's not really fair to him though. That's where my argument was with Chelsea. It was like, no, you can't just make that assumption that, okay, he's got a remote job. He can go anywhere. Let him come to me. I'm not going over there. No. Did you have that conversation with him? You know, and if you did have that, you guys had that conversation off camera and it was a lengthy conversation, then okay, my bad. Cause you know, I, I'm only going off of what I see on camera, but if you didn't, and that was the conversation on the couch or in your one-on-one -on -one when you were talking now, then that's not, I, I, then that's a no, no, because that's why he's still feeling the way that he felt. He feels, he feels that he doesn't know if he's really ready. He feels, and he even said he's feels like he's having to give up a lot. He's given, he would feel like he's given up his apartment. Oh, sorry guys, it just came back to me. It was, what's his name from Married at First Sight, uh, San Diego. What's his name? <laughs> he's the one who felt that you couldn't, yeah, okay, I can't think of their names right now. It's a whole different show and season. But yeah, so he's feeling like he's giving up a lot more. Um, and he feels that he's giving up his job. No, not his job, excuse me, because it's remotely so he can work anywhere. But he feels that he's giving up his apartment. Um, and I couldn't remember if soccer was in Portland or Washington State, but he feels like he's giving up on that as well. Um, and maybe he said he didn't have a lot of family there, but I'm sure he's got maybe a family or two or maybe a friend or two, right? He's, there's got to be some other something else there, whether it's someone that he knows and they get together all the time or not. Or, But there's got to be something else there in Portland that he has there because he feels that he's giving up a lot and he's moving into it. So that's not where he is, right? That's He's not ready for that life. That's what I'm saying. He ain't about that life right now. He's about having a good time. He's still young. He just wants to date, have fun, maybe be, you know, in a long-term relationship or something with someone. Okay, he's down for that, but I don't think he's down for moving and getting married and engaged. He's not ready for that life. Also, a little bit in his head is Micah. So until he settles that Micah thing, he can't totally be open to Chelsea. So facts. All right. What else do we have here? Um, what else did he said? And I, yeah, that was me. I said, I think he's starting to begin to feel a little bit overwhelmed. And she asks, always asking the important questions. And so she asked him, she said, do you even really want to settle down? Which is what I was just saying. And then he said that he feels that he's compromising. Yeah, I just said all of that. I just happened to look back at my notes again. Yeah, th those are the things that I just said. He feels that he's having to compromise and she's not giving anything, but she's gaining, right? She's not giving anything. She's not losing anything is what I mean. I'm not saying that this is right or wrong. I'm just saying from what he's saying that he feels that he's having to compromise the most. That's what I'm talking about. In that, in that, uh, thought what I'm saying is I perceive that what he means is that he's giving up a lot she's gaining meaning that she's gaining a husband she's gaining a man living with her she's gaining the fact that she gets to still be in the same state as her family and her friends and she's gaining whereas he feels that he's and she's not giving meaning that she's not losing anything that again 
that's just what I think is happening there when he said that he feels that he's compromising. Okay, you guys have to excuse me sometimes when I start talking about things, sometimes I get real passionate and it comes out in me like going on and on and on. <laughs> but it's because sometimes I don't wanna say the wrong thing and I just wanna make sure that I'm expressing like what I think and I don't want to ever just be repeating something, but I wanna feel, okay, this is why I think this person feels that way. This is why I think you know, they're saying this or they're saying that. So I always kind of like to go to the core or the roots because just to say, well, he was mean to her. Well, why was he mean to her? Or she was not, well, why was she, you know, why do you, from what you've gained from watching this program or this show or this, what in the last week or two or months have you picked up could lead to that. So that's how I look at everything. I try to look at everything from a big picture uh, perspective and not just, oh, he was mean or oh, she was mean. It's like, okay, well, but this is why I think. Does that make sense, guys? Anyway, that's kind of where I, that's how I see things. And again, not to say it's right or wrong. <laughs> I'm not a therapist. <laughs> I'm just someone who observes things. Um, we've all been in relationships. We've all dated. Um, so it's just my experience and also just observation and, you know, and I want the best for people. So, um, anyway, but that's just a lot of time. That's where that's coming from. Okay. So we're going to go to Micah and Paul. So they go to meet. Oh, okay. This, this is when it gets ridiculous. Okay. So they go to meet her friends and her friends start asking questions because I'm going to get right to it. <laughs> I'm just going to get right to it. So they start asking questions. Now, please forgive me. I don't remember the friend's name. I know one of the friend's name was um, Shelby. And that's the one I believe who had too much to drink. But the other friend who was at least um, respectful and was trying to have a conversation with uh, Paul. I apologize, but I did not catch her name. I should have because at least she was very nice and she was respectful and everything. And so you can tell that they all had been drinking, right? And, um, but the one who was asking uh, Paul questions, she was just trying to be nice and inviting, but also wanting to ask questions about, so tell me about the process and what did you think about Micah? And she, you know, she was just trying to be inviting and a nice friend and um, engaging um, and respectful. Um, but I didn't get a lot of that from Shelby. That's just, again, just my opinion. Okay. So anyway, so Micah and Paul come in, she meets, she introduces them to her friend. Um, eventually we get to, so how serious he is about her and he seemed to, um, struggle here a little bit. I'm going to be honest. It seemed like the answer or his answer didn't really flow. It was a little bit of a hesitation and at the same time right again <laughs> with you guys know how i am trying to look at his side it could just be that okay it's a little awkward he's a little nervous these are her friends he's meeting for the first time and so he doesn't want to say the wrong thing he does like her i don't think he's all in love with her but he does like her he kind of wants to see you know where things go so he doesn't want to screw up too much in front of the friends right and he kind of notices that you know everybody's been drinking already so he is kind of thinking things through, I think in his head is what was happening here. So anyway, and again, also could have just been that the question may have caught him off, but either way, so Micah pauses 
because she saw that he was struggling a little bit. So she said, okay, well, hold on. Let me just explain. You guys know he is a scientist. Um, I believe that was the part when she said, you know, he's a scientist because he was kind of hubba, 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 um, 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 and then he finally got there, but he was just probably trying to get his, his words or his thoughts together. So, so her friend asked him when he was able to, um, match her voice and her face together. Finally, if he felt that she was the same person, because sometimes it's true. You can talk to someone and then maybe you haven't met them and you're, and in your mind, I guess you've already painted a profile picture of what you think they look like. And then you meet them and it's like, Oh, okay. You don't quite look how I thought you would like your voice or vice versa, or maybe you do. So I, I mean, I don't know. So that's what she was saying here. So he starts to explain himself and Micah interrupts and that's when she says, okay, well, y'all know he's a scientist. So he kind of likes to be thoughtful in what he says and, and thinks through his answer and things like that. And the other friend, which was Shelby says, he, he's, oh, he's sounding all articulate or something, articulate manner or something she said, um, something about articulate. So she had an, I don't wanna say she had an issue but she was like, oh, he's trying to be all articulate, you know, that, that sort of thing. And when, no, he was just trying to choose his words and make sure that he is answering the question. Um, but anyway, so she says that she doesn't know how she feels about that because we're not used to that. Um, this is Shelby. She says, well, I don't know how I feel about that because we're not used to that. Okay, so pause. You don't know how you feel about that, that being him being articulate? And we're not used to that. That being him being articulate, make it make sense. Um, <laughs> because again, I like to understand the root of things. She's saying the friend Shelby's like, eh, I don't know if I like you because I don't like what you're saying. You know, you, no, no, hold on, let me get my words together. So she, the, the friend says, yeah, I know he's a scientist. You know, so he just has to get his his thoughts together. That's why he talks the way he does. And she's, oh, he's trying to be all articulate. And she says, I don't know how I feel about that. We're not used to that. So we're not used to articulate speaking people. I don't know how I feel about articulate speaking people. I, I, I didn't I didn't get that. I don't know what that means. I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, okay. So he says, okay, now I get it. So we're, you know, we're, we're roasting me. This is the, what is it? Paul roasting show or something like that. And, but he said it kind of snarkly though, which is like, okay, I see where we're going. I see what we're doing. <laughs> okay. And, um, Shelby says, I'll always have something, um, bitchy. She says to say at some point and, Micah said she's easily angered like you know be careful kind of like she gets angry very ups she's easily angry so you have to kind of watch what you say that that type of thing right and Paul said I, I, I don't I don't care <laughs> well no to be exact Paul said I can't say that I care <laughs> so let, let's go back a little bit so this is when Micah is now giving Paul some serious attitude because her friend said the thing about, you know, the, him trying to be articulate. Well, we don't do that here. We don't, you know, we don't 
we're not used to that here okay and so he says okay so you guys oh so this is the roasting show so y'all y'all want to give me a hard time so this is about poking at me and she says that well I'm always going to have something to say at some point and then Micah says oh she gets easily angered almost like you know so be careful don't say anything that's going to make her angry and rightfully so Paul says again I can't say that I care number one thank you Paul that ain't my woman I don't that's your friend I'll probably never see her again (laughs) like I I can't say that I care if she's easily angered what does that have to do with the price of tea in China and the thing is she just said that she thinks I'm trying to be articulate and then she said we don't do that we're not used to that here what does that mean what does that mean okay but anyway so so Micah is now challenging or questioning Paul in front of Shelby and her other friend about how is it I couldn't even listen to this part but but the core of what I got is that she didn't like that Paul didn't care that her friend Shelby um didn't like that she it's kind of weird I can't even put it in words but it's almost like Shelby wanted to say that okay well you have to go through me you guys understand what I'm saying um if you want to be in a relationship with Micah or you have to get our approval um as her friends or as her best friends you have to if we if we say you're a go you're a go but if I don't like you you may not be here for long (laughs) that's kind of how I took it and it's almost like Micah was like okay look um you need to make sure you keep her happy or say nice things or just kind of agree with whatever she says because, you know, that's my friend. And, and if it don't work, I don't know. I can't even elaborate anymore because I, I listened to it one time and normally I go back and listen to something a second time, but I couldn't even because it didn't make any sense. It's like, why should he care about something that she's saying that actually she has no basis for? She has, an, she has an issue with him because he's just trying to be thoughtful in his response. So he's trying to think things through and you're saying that that's articulate. He's trying to be articulate. Oh, and we're not used to that here. I mean, what does that mean? And then now Mike is supposed to be upset with Paul because he didn't cater to her friend. I, I didn't understand that. I'm done. I'm leaving that right there. I, I can't. So anyway, okay, so that's it. So now we get to the group to um, group gathering, and we are almost done too. So here's the group gathering. So, okay, so <laughs> this was a mess. Ooh, chow. All right, so the group gathering. <laughs> and I said to myself, I said, wait a minute, is that Josh? <laughs> I said, and I knew it was Josh because of that jean jacket. He, him and him and that jean jacket. But anyway, so Joss was there with with his his denim jacket. Um, and it looked like he was already buzzing. So I don't know if he was anxious or nervous about coming back and meeting everybody. But he definitely he had been drinking and that watermelon. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So eventually, let's get to it. Everybody shows up, right? They're all giving each other hugs and high fives. Hey, how you doing? Long time, how you been? You know, that whole thing. 
everybody is surprised to see Josh because nobody thought he would be there. And that's when they realize, oh, there must be people from who were in the in the quarters with us who may be showing up. So, of course, everybody's surprised to see Zach and Bliss. So they're like, oh, Bliss. And then she's like, I'm engaged too. And it's like, oh my gosh, congratulations. And, um, and Micah was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then you also have, um, what's his name? I just talked about him, Josh, who shows up and everybody's wondering, what is he doing here? That's awkward. And then at some point, Amber shows up and everyone's like, huh? But, you know, she showed up towards the end. Okay, so everybody's here. Now, Marshall came in by himself. He didn't come in with Jackie. But he says that they have a little bit of an issue. So she is showing up. But she's showing up on her own. And I couldn't remember if he had made it back to his apartment or if they were still at the same place. But I just know that they were having some issues. And so they just were coming in separate cars, I'm assuming. Okay. And so eventually she makes it in and she is talking with Marshall because I was wondering, is she going to give him the cold shoulder? I mean, this is your fiance and this is a group thing. I hope you're not just not going to talk to him, you know, for the whole night. But she did make it to him and they talked. So she had this little romper or jumpsuit, whatever it was that she had on. And of course now Marshall is worried about Josh looking at his woman because they did have something I guess <clears throat> I can't really say a thing they had just something <laughs> so she proceeds to no so Marshall takes his jacket off and says he wants to put his jacket on Jackie and Jackie's like no no I don't want to put the I don't want the jacket and he's like no no take the jacket I was saying Marshall she says she don't want the jacket. Let, let it be. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> she doesn't want that jacket, you know, covering up her, her stilo, you know. But, um, you know, he insisted. I'm surprised she ended up with the jacket on <laughs> because I thought she was going to go off on him for forcing her to wear that jacket. Marsha, if she said no, it's a no. You asked her maybe twice, leave it alone, okay? But you kept asking. You got your way, but I, I was really nervous for you there so so Marshall was telling um I forgot who he was talking to he said that they had a falling out and he said that Chelsea um was set best suited for him I think he said that Chelsea is best suited for him but it's the change of lifestyle that's that is their issue and i was trying to think of what that probably meant so sorry about that delay guys um he said that chelsea is best suited for him but it's the change of lifestyle so i think saying that he does still believe in their relationship and he does still believe that she is the best person for him but perhaps it's the change in lifestyle meaning everything that she talked about her worries and concern about her parents and her family maybe having to give up her place and move in with him or him giving up his place and moving in with her you know just that whole change like she, it's almost like an eruption that she's not quite ready for so i think that's what he means when he says hey look i still believe that she's supposed to be my girl right but i think it's the change in lifestyle for her that she's not quite ready for which honestly this can apply to um, Chelsea and um, Kwame, right? This can be, ch um, what? 
Oh, my my bad guys. I just realized I made a mistake. When okay, so Marshall must be talking to Kwame. Marshall said they had a falling out, right? And then I also have noted here that he said Chelsea is best suited for him. Okay, yes. Yeah, so this is now Kwame talking. I don't I don't know if Kwame was talking to Marshall. I believe that Marshall was actually anyway, I forgot who Marshall was talking to. But what I do know <laughs> is that Kwame <laughs> said Chelsea is best suited for him, right? But, and I, f I think he was talking to ja um, ja um, Tiffany, but he said Chelsea is best suited for him, but it's the change of lifestyle for him that is the issue. And that's funny because I, I was thinking from my notes that Marsha was talking about Jackie because I was just about to say, you know what, guys? This can apply to Kwame and Chelsea. <laughs> But this is Kwame and Chelsea. This is Kwame and Chelsea. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, so yes, it's the change of lifestyle. He ain't ready for that. Okay. Now Marshall talks with Brett. There we go. Okay. And says that Jackie wants that toxic kind of love. Okay. That toxic. Let me finish. He said he is not that kind of guy. She wants to be thrown around, you know, aggressive sex, etc. Okay, we don't have to t talk about that. But the talks of love thing, yes. So what he is saying is, when he's saying that she wants that toxic kind of love, that where you, you're fighting and you, you, you're making up, you're fighting and you're making up, you're fussing in one person, you break up, you don't talk to each other for days or weeks, whatever, you get back together, you have that hot, passionate sex, and then you fight again, you make, that's toxic. Some people really do only seek that kind of relationship, which means if you're in a relationship and everything's good and there's no issues, some there's been people who've been like, okay, you know what? Uh, this ain't for me. And it's because it, there was no drama, there was no toxicity, and it was just like, okay, I can't do this. Whereas, so there are people who seek those kind of relationships, and then you have people who seek nah drama relationship right not non-drama excuse me drama free relationships where they don't want that you know the, the first sign of drama or toxicity they are out so what he is saying is she wants she's this is not me this is marshall okay marshall said that she wants she being jackie wants that toxic kind of love and he said i ain't about that i'm not about that lifestyle Sorry, that ain't me, okay? Yeah, it, it just, it takes too much energy to fuss and fight all the time, right? And it was, it's just too much. I, for me, I need to be drama-free, I need to be happy, I need peace of mind. I don't have time for all that stuff. So I am not one to be in toxic relationships. That's not for me, okay? Somebody else, it might be their thing to each his own. That's, you know, that's all I can say, but because we're talking about Marshall and Jackie, he's saying that's not for me. So if he's recognizing that it's not for him, what is he gonna do about that? So that's what I'm looking to see um, as the episodes you know, continue or progress. All right, so anyway, I was like, awkward. Now, Jaws, junk AF, okay? Um, and Marshall, yeah, I would say Marshall puts his coats on her, doesn't want Jaws looking at her. Okay, I've got that. Okay, now, Kwame and Micah, and I said, not these two again. I didn't even really note a lot here. 
Um, he asked her if she made the right choice. She said, not sure, but hopeful. Um, now this is about wanting what you can't have, right? Now, when I said that, I'm saying that Kwame seems to be focus, 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 focus on Micah. Uh, number one, Shelby would have eaten you up, Kwame. You wouldn't have gotten the green light from Shelby. She would have eaten your butt up. So, and again, allegedly. <laughs> um, but if Shelby gave Paul a hard time, just because he was being articulate, what would she? What would she say about Kwame? Right. I mean, Kwame is also articulate. So, I don't know what kind of guy she thinks would be perfect for Micah, right? And that's because we don't know what kind of guys Micah has dated in the past. We've never seen them. We've only seen um, Paul. So all we can judge her off of is Paul. So there isn't anyone there else to compare him to. So, and if her issue here was about him being articulate, Kwame's articulate, so, okay. All right, now, uh, what was the next thing? Zach and Paul, I said that this is so intense. Zach keeps saying, make her feel special. I, I'm not going down that road again. I've already made my point. He did the same thing here. It's like he's on repeat. <laughs> you know, the producers like pull a little plug from the back of him. Make her feel special. Make her feel special. <laughs> Make her feel special. That's all he kept saying. I mean, he didn't say too much else here. Um, Josh and Marshall. So, ooh, so Marshall said, so somehow Marshall, he's just walking around the room. I don't think he sat down one time yet. Just walking around the room. I don't know if he was drinking dark liquor or what was going on. He definitely wasn't drinking beer because beer wouldn't have him that wasted. Um, but he was definitely drinking some liquor. And so... Somehow, he finally has this chat because he's been chasing Marshall around this little venue all night. So finally, he talks to Marshall. I don't even remember what the first part of that conversation was because he was murmuring the whole time. You know, just, yeah, that was alcohol talking. But he said that, he said, it's, it's Mr. Still, your girl. <laughs> right? You know, he said, hey, man, you know, it's Mr. Still, your girl. And he was like, what? Marshall was like, what? It's who? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I'm just playing with them. I'm just playing. He's like, yeah, okay, what does that mean? It's Mr. Still. What, what happened? What are you talking about? He's like, nothing, nothing. Don't worry about it. So they have small, ch small chats. And Joss is basically saying, well, I'm just wishing you the best. You know, we're both after the same girl. <laughs> But you know, you you got her. Congratulations, whatever, whatever, whatever. Somehow, eventually, he walks away because there was really nothing here. Uh, and then Marshall says to himself after Josh walks away, he says, "The f." And then he's kind of like going back and forth, and he's looking around, and he's you know when your when your dog does that little thing when his head goes to the left. His head goes to the right. And it's like, mm, mm. and so he's like, wait a minute. He says, what the F was that? <laughs> and so Josh asked to talk to Jacquelina. 
And I don't even, this was weird too, because she said they had a connection, but never talked about emotions. So after um, Marsha was a little bit confused with, with Josh, and like, okay, I'm sure that's going to remain in his head, him saying, it's Mr. Still, your girl. That's going to stick with him, because you can't forget that. But it's going to come, I'm sure that whole thing is going to come back up later. But yeah, so anyway, so he sits down with Jackie and he's like, you know, we had a connection again. Basically, he's just saying, hey, look, you know, we had something, you know, things didn't work out. You made a decision. I kind of felt he was saying, are you happy with it? Are you good, though? Is that really, where, you know, where you want to be? That's kind of what I was picking up. Uh, but it didn't seem like Jackie was also too, um, I didn't feel that she was too receptive to what he was laying down maybe in a few episodes we'll see the two of them together but i don't see that i don't think josh is her type um and we understand that marshall's not but i would think marshall was more than josh i mean yeah josh had earrings and you know he was a little i mean i can't even say he was a little hard i just don't see josh being what marshall i'm um, excuse me what jackie says that she's into or attracted to i don't mean into but attracted to uh, but yeah, anyway, so he says, so she says that they had a connection, but they never talked about emotions and feelings. So what I'm also thinking in this conversation, when she sees him there being, you know, swaying left and right and appearing to be intoxicated and not being able to have a straight conversation in that moment, is she thinking, man, I did make the right choice with Marshall, right? Because Marshall and this whole event and the whole time we've seen them these ha past few episodes we've never seen him intoxicated i'm sure he's drank but we've never seen him you know murmuring his words or you know swaying left to right and you know just being ridiculous we've never seen him that way uh and all the nice and sweet things that he does for her so i'm wondering if in that moment she was thinking wow, I'm glad I didn't get engaged or proposed to this guy, you know, by this guy. And you know what? I've been treating Marsha so bad. He actually is really a good, uh, that's what I was wondering if was going on in her head. But that's where it ended. So I really don't know what happened. And um, hopefully I didn't keep you guys too long. Um, I had a lot to talk about. Um, there was a lot of drama from six through eight. And I'm not sure. I know they're going to be dropping. I believe it's another three episodes um, this week. But definitely check it out. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Thank you if you did come back. Thank you for coming back and listening um, to episodes six through eight. Thank you for supporting my podcast. If you're new here for the first time, thank you um, for giving me a chance and checking out my podcast. And if you don't mind um, if you haven't yet subscribed please subscribe to the podcast uh, other than that let's go ahead and close this out all right and talk to you soon thank you thank you for tuning in please feel free to subscribe to the show come back and let's do this again see you soon mm -hmm.